good morning, or good afternoon, or good night, whatever time you're listening to this, people. You are listening to the Fat Unathletic Nerds Talking Sports, and history is being made today. This is our first official episode. I am Jack, a.k.a. Lonnie, a.k.a. The Knife, alongside my good friend Zach Daniels. How you doing, Zach? What's going on? Oh, you know, just watching... Uh... Just watching the Phillies close out the the Mets and it froze on me. Great, that's cool. Whatever you know, it's eight to two right now and there's one out. So uh, I'm thinking the Phillies are about to go to five and one and I'm feeling great about it. So, well, how's the Yankees like the, doing? Uh, well, they were what up one nothing, but of course they can't hit in a good situation and uh, yeah, <laughs> they ended up they're, they're only down two one. But come on, guys, we'll get into <laughs> that whole debacle. That this team's inability to come through in the clutch later in the show, but we will get to that later. We are only two days removed from the national championship games. Zach, what do you think of that matchup? Um. Well, I personally wanted Gonzaga to win because I wanted to see the undefeated season. I wanted to see them win their first championship. Uh, I I know there are. They're a smaller school, right? They're a smaller school. Like, oh, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're only known for basketball in my mind. I don't really know them for anything else at this point. But, uh, yeah, really would have loved to see them cap that off. But uh, Bailey came out, and they just they just were a house on fire. They just ran through them like, like a hot knife through butter, man. It was insane how quickly they came out and just started scoring. It was like they were just nailing threes from everywhere. It was ridiculous. Like, how do you keep up with that? Like, uh, let me see. I got the I got the stats up right here. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Gonzaga was five for seventeen. What was what was what was Baylor ten for twenty three? Yeah, that's gonna do that. That's an extra fifteen points right there. I mean, they won by sixteen. And Gonzaga, I think, missed free throws at the end of the game that were very crucial, but. Do you think? Did, were you watching that, uh, Jack? Did you get to watch it? I know we were recording our trailer when that happened. So, <laughs> I mean, we watched the first half of it. Basically, we saw the first few minutes, and we were basically like, "Stop, stop! He's already dead." I mean, the Gonzaga yeah, did Gonzaga did make things a little bit interesting, but Jim Rome said it on WFAN the next day. It's really not an insult to Gonzaga. They just ran into a buzzsaw, basically, and that yeah. was Baylor. But yeah, just like you, I was hoping for Gonzaga. They are a very big basketball school. They, as far as if I'm not mistaken, they don't have any national championships though. And I don't know how many times they've been to the Final Four, but they are definitely not a Power Five school. They're in the WCC, if I'm not mistaken. Baylor's in the Big Twelve. It would have been really cool to see uh, a small conference school knock off a Power Five school. Nothing against Baylor. It's just you know it makes for a great story. Did you hear an ad playing? I must have had a I must have had a window open with an ad playing. But yeah, I agree. The <laughs> fact that they're not in a power five school, the fact that they're not in a power five school really fucking sucks. Because power five conference. the season, we have to sit there and watch them. Oh yeah, five, power five conference. <laughs> same same. You understand what I'm saying? The point is, you don't get to see them play the Michigans, the Ohio States, the the uh, Florida States. I know they had a good run. Uh, Illinois, they don't play I'm, I'm thinking big 10 just because i'm a Rutgers fan but like oh you know, we, we don't get to see them play these high rep schools so we just have to think and they were they were destroying everyone in their path though that's the thing up until ucla came in and played a defensive game i mean they were just running through everyone they looked unstoppable up until the ucla game Taylor, uh they they romped houston bad so they just came in. They came in. They took that same momentum, that same energy, and they just brought it to Gonzaga. It was pretty. It was pretty insane. Like I mean, you thought it was going to be a good game, and then like, I think Baylor had like a ten point lead most of the game. Throughout the whole game, it, it rarely went below a ten point lead for them. It was kind of insane. What was I? I what was the the end of that half? They were winning by more than ten, I believe. I mean, I it was. I don't remember. Was I was keeping nine? tabs was on it. I was keeping yeah. tabs on it, but like like you said, we were doing the recording for the trailer tonight. But yeah, yeah anyone who has watched the trailer in case is probably thinking, where's Brick? Where's Darley? You'll hear from them in a little bit because we did record a segment because they had some errands to do tonight. 
not the end of the world. We'll yeah. heal from them in future episodes and whatnot. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a situation for Gonzaga, say like Notre Dame football, or like Notre Dame. Every time they're in a big game against a big school, they just get absolutely manhandled. I mean, Gonzaga oh did make God. it a little interesting, and you know what they Gonzaga did beat UCLA, which is a very prominent basketball school. So, but they were also an 11 seed. So, I mean, honestly, I was rooting for UCLA a little bit. Like, I kind of wanted both. Like, I want it was the David versus Goliath factor and i really wanted ucla to kind of pull the upset off and they almost that get the ending of that that game was way more fun than the championship game was so much more fun that overtime buzzer beating three after the the two to tie it up was insane i I, that was one of the best uh and they were they've been saying that's one of the best games in the history of college basketball or at least in in march madness like that that game was just so intense, and then you go to the championship game, and you think, "Wow, Baylor and Gonzaga—they're gonna—they're gonna make fireworks," and all the fireworks were from Baylor. It was just—it was over. You—it you, wasn't over. I never—I never want to give up on a game too early, but it just didn't feel like it was going to get any better. It and it really didn't. It really didn't. They just had the the pedal on the get. Whoa, the, whoa, whoa! What's that? What's that phrase? Pedal to the metal. Yeah, that phrase. It just had a pedal to the metal the whole fucking game. Like, it was insane. It was absolutely insane how dominant they looked compared to Gonzaga, who looked dominant the whole tournament. So, yeah. I mean, what was I going to say? It's great that we did have a good March Madness, at the very least a good Final Four, especially that UCLA and Gonzaga game. And Mm -hmm. we needed that considering we missed it all last year. I mean, I remember being in Connecticut when the shit hit the fan the day with Rudy Gobert. But yeah, at least it's some return to normalcy. We're slowly but surely getting back. I mean, I mean, I saw Texas, the Texas Rangers had a full house recently, but that was so cool. But I I know people are going to be upset at that, but Hey, I mean, that's their state, you know, you know, that's their rules. And I, I personally loved it. I thought it was awesome. And, you know, even with the lower, I'm sorry, Jack, even with the smaller crowds, honestly, I'm listening to Phillies games. It sounds so much better. Yeah, it does. So much better. Yeah, people, some people will probably look at that. Some people will be like, oh, great, this is return to normalcy. Or some people will be like, oh, we're doing this too early or whatnot. I'm not going to get into that. I said during the trailer, I don't want to politicize any of that. But yeah. yeah but no, it's 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 just in, in general, no matter what, whether it's 45,000 in Texas or thousand in philly i just love i love hearing actual voices rather than piped in noise it just doesn't sound it doesn't sound natural it isn't natural and it it just doesn't have same feel the same feel like you like i'm watching the phillies game and you're like let's go jt you just hear that out of nowhere you never got that from the piped in crowd you know so just different. It's just different. i'm glad it's all coming back and yeah this was a great march madness the first march madness in two years it's definitely worth it. Uh, and Baylor. Baylor, I mean, like, we're number one seed, but no one was talking about them. Everyone was talking about Gonzaga. It's kind of, it is kind of cool seeing. That, um, that probably lit a fire up one. under their asses. Like, we're a number one seed. You're not talking about oh, us. Yeah. That, that's got to be an extra motivation factor for yeah. the, yeah. I forget, what's the name of their team? I want to say the Bears. Yeah, the Bears, the Golden Bears, I believe. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Look at me, look at me looking at all this stuff. I'm I'm right on it. I'm right on it. I mean, yeah, yeah I know we talk about, you know, hopefully going to that Jets-Eagles game in December. I mean, I doubt I'm going to go to any New York Ranger games anytime soon. I'm, I think I'm because, oh, you know, Ranger. Shit. They're not the Golden Bears. Ooh, what I'm are they? They're the Bears. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, just the regular Bears. They're, they're just the Bears. I'm, I'm thinking, what what is, what is UCLA? They're the Bruins. We're just we're not we're not off to a good start. We're not off to a good start here. We're getting our team names wrong, but it's college. Who cares? Uh, yeah, college. Until we always until the kids re- get paid. Honestly, eh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, yeah. Like some good friends of mine, you know, they were they always viewed it that you know college to play college sports is more of a privilege than anything, and that if you're on scholarship, you're pretty much getting paid as it is for an education. But that's a whole issue. I don't necessarily know how to get into it because I haven't really done that much research into it. I'm like, if they get paid, if they do get paid, I don't think they they'll get. They probably they shouldn't get paid like 
millions, like professional athletes, but you know, at the no. very least, you know, they, they got busy schedule with school and being an athlete, you know, at the very least, you know, food money and whatnot. If you've, if you've noticed how the NCAA seems to run things, I mean, it just looks like total bullshit. Uh, and I know like there's a whole money thing with, um, you know, there's a money discrepancy between like men and women's, uh, athletics, but that whole gym thing where the girls got like rack of dumb dumbbells was the worst thing I'd ever seen. I was like, you're really going to do this? Like they still make lots of money off of these women playing basketball and they're just going to give them a rack of dumbbells. I don't know. That just seemed ridiculous to me. I haven't actually had, like, seen a full, full range. What? I haven't actually seen that photo, but I heard things about it. But oh, it, my God, dude, it's, it's kind of pathetic. It, it was, it was, it really is pathetic. And then you look at like Reggie Bush getting his Heisman taken away because his parents who were, you know, probably didn't have the most money. They, they I think they paid like something. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly. I just think it's so stupid to take away accolades and take away scholarships and, or, or deem them ineligible for anything money related. These kids are putting their bodies on the line. I think there should be some sort of compensation. You can say education all you want, but we all know the reason they're actually there. Yeah. I remember there to try and play sports. So it's just a little, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I remember being, that's a, that's what we have to really dig in. Yeah, I know. I remember being in school. Like I took a sports rowing class, my professor, Sup, Professor Bondi, if you're listening to this, I doubt it. Um, he brought in one of the athletic di- athletic directors. I forgot the, what her position was, but years ago, William Paris in football ended up like on a big story that, you know, three of their football players went into a store. They didn't realize it was closed, They but they still bought and they, they still paid for something that they came to get. Like they looked at the camera and was like, see, see, we're, see, we're leaving money. And, you know, it kind of was like a nice story. And, you know, they were on Good Morning America or something. Because of that, you think the NCAA wouldn't have to get involved with something like that. But, you know, the NCAA basically was like, yeah, as long as they're not getting paid, it's all good. Like The fact that, you know, they have to make sure they're not getting paid for something like that. Come on. That's just micromanaging, I, I think. Not that I... The, who's, the, who's the defensive end for Washington football team? The the young guy. The Chase Young. Year. Chase Young. Chase Young, that's right. Yeah, he got suspended for some, like, someone paid for his tickets to go to a football game. He was, like, a recruit or something. They're bringing up shit from years ago. It makes no sense. Yeah, the, like, it's, that's, that's it was. I mean, what, yeah, you, you could get into, you know, the argument whether or not, you know, they get paid or whatnot, but that's just micromanaging at this point. Like, come on. Yeah. And NCAA. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was something. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Chase Young borrowed money for girlfriend's flight to Rose Bowl. Ooh. Wow! How awful to watch him in the Rose Bowl. What a what a what a, a what a horrible thing he did. Shame on you, Chase Young. You phenomenal football player. God forbid <sighs> someone gave you a little extra cash to get your girl out to watch you play. NCAA. That's another. That's another story for another day. But uh, we got off. We got off. Got off topic there. But uh, yeah, the NCAA can be pretty freaking corrupt at times, I guess. But it was so good to see them back this year. And uh, let's see, Zach. All right, I'll have to edit this part out. You're frozen again. And we're back. For those of you who aren't watching this on YouTube, uh, yeah, we're we're chatting via Discord. You. In case you haven't figured it out yet, so slight technical issues. Yeah, can't wait till what the day we start doing this in person. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm down to do that whenever you want to do that because I'm so ready to just have a actual conversation in person rather than have to deal with all the disconnecting online and shit. Like, I, you know, it just gets annoying. It gets in the way. I mean, I like my little hey, makeshift we studio. Are. We uh, we want to move on. Uh, I know you're. You have a nice studio. We, I'll, I'll have to come through and 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 do it up for you, some, so we can have our our clashing heads. Exactly. Uh, let's got, go. To, got my jerseys that basically don't live past the '90s. Well, except Jeter. That's a 2009 Jeter jersey, and I'm pretty much for the. Wow. Yeah, this is for all of you who can't see. 
I got for all of you who aren't watching on YouTube, you know, basically to, behind me I got a Leech jersey, a Ewing jersey, Jeter, and Cribet. And uh, yeah, I'm basically full Randall Graves right now with my outfit. If you haven't noticed <laughs> that, the flannel, Dude, the backwards a, hat. You know, since you so since you said that to me, you honestly do look like Randall Graves now. Every time you wear a flannel, some shirt, and then and a, and a hat backwards, I'm like, holy shit, you kind of do. If you just get didn't he have like a little curly hair too? Just gotta get a little curl going. He had like a little curl that went up and went out the bottom yeah, of his Yeah, it was hat. at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> difference is I'm just looking he, like a looking like a what? Oh, oh, I don't know. See, this is why I don't like doing Discord. Though, yeah, that's the like, lag. You know, the lag. We gotta do this in person, so we don't have that stupid lag, man. It's yeah, so well, painful sometimes. He wore a devil's hat. I'm wearing a Rangers hat. It, I'm. A, I'm wearing a Yankees Rangers shirt. If you could tell what this is, Zach. Blue shirts. Yeah. What the fuck are those? The Rangers. This was made by Wee Bleed. Really? Yeah, that's their nickname, the Broadway Blue Shirts, because 2014, <laughs> 2014, they played a game at Yankee Stadium, and a, a Rangers fan site called Wee Bleed Blue called uh, made this for the occasion. And I just realized uh, my good my video. Him. Yeah, my video is mirrored. I wonder if I could fix that later. Eh, maybe Steve will one day show me. But anyway, let's get into our segment that we talk about on the Jets move uh, regarding Sam Darnold. And I'm going to warn the anyone listening to this with headphones, might want to turn it down. I get pretty damn heated, wouldn't you say, Zach? Yeah, I'd say heated is an understatement. It was goddamn hilarious. It was fantastic. Yeah, but the good news is we do get to hear from Darley and Steve that segment. So, right, well, let's hear what I had to say on Monday night. So, well, oh, geez. can you guys really believe that a quarterback from Brigham Young University is going to go number two overall in the draft? <laughs> I was thinking about that on my ride home today. What, Actually, what, before what, we start this, let me throw. In, before we start, let me throw on my jet shirt. Okay, hold okay, on one second. Okay, I'll, I'll let you do that. But I'm serious. I'm driving home and I'm thinking, what person commits to BYU thinking I'm going to be an NFL star? <laughs> well, you know what? At one point, it really right? wasn't that. At one point, it really is plausible because at one point, BYU was slated to join the Big Twelve in the recent uh, expansion talks not too long ago. The problem is because of the school's stance on certain uh, political and social issues, the Big 12 kind of opted to not allow them to join the conference. And a lot of people commended the Big 12 for their actions, but commended, meaning good things, not allowing okay. them to Old school, old school the conference. But you know what, though? I could see the Big 12, I mean, if they ease up on that. They're Mormon, right? Certainly get yeah. to play games yeah, on Sundays. Mormon, right? the yeah. will walk with open arms. And I could see probably them going to the Big 12. It just it blows my mind. It's like thinking the Rutgers quarterback is going to be the next Brett Favre. So I mean, all that all this is to say, today the Jets traded their quarterback Sam Darnold, and I'm gonna pass the mic over to Jack for him to cry and sob and weep about how his garbage franchise continues to be a flaming trash bag. Jack. Oh man. jeez. Uh, uh, I don't know where to freaking begin with this franchise. Like. Our pick in 2011, I forgot his name, traded him. 2012, traded him. De uh, Calvin Pryor traded him. Leonard Williams traded him. Darren Lee traded him. Ca freaking Jamal Adams traded him. Do we ever keep a first-round pick on this team? Darrell Do Rivas. we ever? Darrell Revis, that's it. Yeah, once. Or maybe Nick <laughs> Mangold, freaking DeBrickishaw Ferguson. God forbid this team actually... Well, we do look at this team's draft history. It's just flat out abysmal. Okay, they they took Ken O'Brien over Dan freaking Marino. They passed on Warren Sapp. Okay, I'm getting off the topic. I'm getting off the topic. Okay. So to Brickishaw Ferguson, the Brickishaw Ferguson, one of the best names in the world. I love it. Brickishaw. The Brickishaw Ferguson is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. Now let me get on this trade because here's the thing. I, I was probably one of the few Jets fans that wasn't happy when we drafted Darnold because my thought process was 
Oh God. Another quarterback from USC who's turnover prone. We never seen that before. Granted, Darnold <laughs> showed glimmers of potential, but you know what? I can't fully blame him. The kid was set up for failure when he got here. Todd Bowles, he may have just won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, but he works as a defensive coordinator, not as the head coach. And then the great DC, the, yeah. Christopher Johnson. Christopher Johnson. You pick Adam Gates as a yeah. head coach. Oh my God! Yeah, that was. Oh my God! We need to send uh, medical assistance to Jack because he's really <laughs> quite panicked. I'll be. Well, here's the thing. Deeper. Let me express myself, Dan. I got it. What was that sound? Just. <laughs> I don't know what sound I just made. It'll be maybe that'll be my rage coming like... out. It's great too. Yeah, man, I love it. That's this, what... is, this is the attitude we need. Listen, listen, you guys are Eagles fans, okay? At least you have a Super Bowl. No, this is great. So my life has been pure dog shit since, like, midseason, watching the Eagles tank and then get rid of their head coach and then get rid of their quarterback and then decide, oh, hey, maybe Joe Flacco might be our answer. So the fact that the Jets can still be somehow worse than the Eagles just makes me feel a little bit better. Just a little. Well, the Texans, right now the Texans are giving us a run for the worst run franchise. But here's the yeah, thing. that's true. They suck. Like well, I said, they actually get it they're like undisputed worst franchise like they're they're like like the jets are the jets were like below them and then like with the texans moves this entire off seasons all of a sudden just like woo, just they're just buried they're like they're not even six feet deep they're like 12 to like 18 30 feet deep they suck that's a subject for another day but yeah now it's inevitable that the jets are going to draft the quarterback with the second overall pick it could be fields it could be wilson it's, it's wilson probably probably if I had to pick, but listen, he played at BYU. That's hard. Okay. What's how tough is their schedule? I really, it's not like they're a power five school, but this kid better be the freaking Mormon Mahomes as they say he is. Okay. Mormon Just, Mahomes. I like that. That's though. what people got a good ring to it. That's pretty fucking dope. People nickname him that's that. Pretty awesome. But yeah. But Justin Fields, I get RG3 vibes out of him in the sense that his style of play probably works in college, but it doesn't transition well to the NFL, and he's very run-heavy. And listen, quarterbacks that run too much are going to get nailed, and they're going to have injury issues, okay? Now, that's a fact. What, yeah, but I wanted the Jets to give Darnold one more chance, okay? Because now he's got a real head coach and Robert Sala. Very least, someone who's going to be – freaking passionate about passionate about his team not stand there just stare at his clipboard the whole time with his eyes <laughs> like this like i wanted him you know just build around him i wanted kyle pitts i forget what school he Dude, goes to but he's yeah, supposed to be unbelievable that's a great point because if you look at it this way you know zach wilson might be one of the top quarterbacks in this draft pitts is a once in a generation type tight end like he's un. <laughs> freaking believable so he could have yeah. he's ridiculous I, dude. I, I honestly i would have kept darnold and then build around pitts because jesus he is a machine yeah he's i hear he's supposed to be the next travis kelsey yeah. i don't know if i go as far as braun but yeah. anyway I, I would i'd say he's gonna <laughs> be would. like the next he's like megatron right now is on him like he's humongous and he runs a four what was it a four four forty absurd I was like dude that's a wide receiver he's absurd that doesn't make so, it he's 250 yeah he's six six 250 what the fuck is that that's not I, a I tight end him. that's a, that's an anything him. absolutely that's a that is a that is a murder machine that's not a tight end are you kidding me that's a scoring monster that's It'll not be, that's unstoppable it's unstoppable in the red zone is what that is will it be will he probably look like gronk when you know he's got three guys trying to tackle him but it's like those video of like the lions trying to take down the elephant but the elephant just keeps running and they can't get anything i'm just imagining megatron lining up as a tight end that's it yeah but my thing is is. uh, yeah for sam darnold (laughs) unless he turns out well in carolina i'll be he will really it's gonna happen i'll be really angry if he does keep in mind i don't know if I don't know if you guys realize this. He's now reunited with Robbie his number one Anderson. target, Robbie Anderson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe Douglas. He also, oh, Joe Douglas. Oh, by the way, he also has Christian McCaffrey. He has he has Ooh. run CMC. So, like, I mean, you don't even have to th- – all he has to do is, like, step back and just chuck it to Christian McCaffrey, like, do your thing and, you know, let him run wild because I, I really hope he doesn't get injured. Like, I'm so tired of running backs getting injured because some of them are so fun. That like you know besides Saquon Barkley he can he can he can stay on the sideline I don't care about him 
but bitter Eagles uh, fan. Christian, oh, yeah, I love well, Saquon. Uh, so this is for me. Uh, I'm a huge Penn State uh, fan. Uh, and Eagles, so oh, I can't no. I can't cheer against Saquon. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly. I've 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 debated calling him a bust, but it, uh, uh, not no. not in the sense that he's a bad talent. Not only, only for the draft position so far, talent. but he got hurt. I mean, he had a good season, well, good rookie year. Only only for the I'm only only saying for the for the injuries. If he becomes an injury prone dude like oh, someone yeah. else, yeah, we know Steve. But like, yeah, it's like hey, it's bad news. You know, that's just that's the only way I'm taking. He's obviously when he's on, the he field, needs to he needs to stay future. healthy. He needs to say he right. made he put, put up great numbers with the Giants' offensive line that was literally just pylons. <laughs> the Giants, yeah, but anyway, him, actually, but, <laughs> but anyway, Joe Douglas, Zach, you talked him up to me, and listen, I I trusted him. I liked him from the beginning when we saw when the Jets signed him as a GM. He has his fingerprints on th- two or three Super Bowl teams, whatever. I trust you, Joe, but you better but know what you're doing. <laughs> You better know what you're doing, Jack. Please. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now because honestly, after we won the Super Bowl in 2018, I remember thinking like I have a lot of friends who are Jets fans and they're better. Yeah, they, yeah, there it is. Uh, but I have a lot of Jets fr- uh, friends who are Jets fans, and honestly, like, I, I just feel bad. And 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 like, and then they got Joe Douglas, and I'm like, okay, that's that's really good. That's really good. And then and then they, they had a couple well, they got Adam Gase, and I remember Joe Douglas was saying, We're not gonna fire him. And and I I think it was you that was freaking out. They're like, they're not gonna fire him. What are you stupid? It was like, no, no, no. He's doing this to look pretty. So like he's just gonna let Adam like have his season, win like one or two games, which they did, and then his ass is out of there. You, you it was all just it was all just to be cordial with him and let him run his course and then oh by the way you got a good you know draft spot out of it yeah the only so. person actively trying to tank in the jets organization was joe douglas me personally i didn't want a new co- I, me personally i didn't want a new quarterback unless it's trevor lawrence but you know what it is what it is now joe douglas when the jets won that game against the rams you just know joe douglas was just punching the air he's oh, punching the air like yes mm-hmm. absolutely jack yeah camera, he had me. you got so mad your camera froze on my screen <laughs> jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all i know That's is that like great. i i think i I'm, i i've been paying attention to them a lot i i also have my buddy sean who's a big jets fan and you know one day we'll we'll, we'll we want to go to the honestly eagles play the jets for week 17 this year i actually kind of youtube go. content who knows yeah, oh, we, i, we I think go. we should go I, I think we should go and i know my buddy sean would like to go but i've been talking to him a lot and honestly, it's like every move he's making, and all, and the last last year draft, last year's draft, you guys did pretty well. The thing is, you you had Adam Gase. Yeah, because last year and, Joe and, Douglas did something that. Sorry, Zach, but last year Joe Douglas did something that the jet, previous Jets GMs didn't do. They drafted by what they needed, and not necessarily the right. best position available. Right. See, and that's what I'm saying. As long as he he's so good in the draft, but also you have a lot of draft capital now. You can keep making moves, but I think he's loading up for next year. I'll, so they're going to get worse happy. this year, and they're going to load up next year. So they're going to have tons of draft picks. They're going to get a bunch of younger talent. Maybe maybe free up some money if they can and get, like, some free agents. I know next year with, like, after the COVID thing happened this past year, I know next year they're, they're talking about a, a major, a major jump in salary cap or something along those lines of, like, free agency next year. Like, everyone this year is just taking one-year prove-it deals, and then next year they're going to try and, like, get the big bucks. So, I think they're going to – I think I think they're on the right track. The problem is, you know, it's it's a cursed franchise. So, you know, we just kind of oh. let it oh, okay, play out. Can anyone weigh in on this at all? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, watching the New York Jets, they – um yeah, I mean, no words. Right. You used no to be words. a Jet fan, and, and then you did the smart thing, and you stopped watching them. Yeah, you gave up on the Jets a long time ago. Hey, you know what? I Listen, mean, you know what? I will what? say it's not my proudest thing, but I did it. But then again, why keep supporting an organization that consistently sets itself up for failure, and continues to put a product? I mean, look at Jack. Right I now. tell my yeah. friends who are, Literally, I tell my friends who are season ticket holders, stop giving the Johnsons your money. Stop giving the Johnsons your money. They don't care if the Jets are good or bad because guess what? We still pay for tickets. Hey, we still give them our money for so, a dog crap team. This guy's just sitting around waiting for the Jets to be good. Yeah, that's, gonna be, that's, that's me in 50 years. 
Okay, for those of you who aren't aren't watching, Dan, Steve just pulled out his skeleton. But listen to this, okay? <laughs> I told Joe and Evan this on WFAN a few months ago, okay? My fiance and I, we agree on every sports team. She's a Yankee. Most importantly, she's a Ranger fan. That's the most important thing, like me. She's a Yankee fan like me, but she's a Giant fan. And I pretty much already surrendered. Babe, it's okay. You can make the kids Giants fans. I'm not going to pass on this suffering to them. If you love their kids, do not make them Jets fans, okay? My father apologizes to me at least once a year for making me a Jet fan. It's like inheriting a genetic disease. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Jack is engaged. Oh man! <laughs> oh, we got our first. Well, that would make him happy right of the show. Okay, Jack. Jack oh, holy you're shit! Our, you're scaring our listeners, Jack. You're scaring our listeners. <laughs> oh my god! I'm in tears. I feel like oh, I feel like god. this. I've I've shown you this, Zach. I Dan, you probably remember this, but there was this guy in Buffalo. He called to rant about the Sabers and the Bagulas. And he went off on like a five, ten minute rant, just yelling about how this team sucked the passion out of him. I didn't know if the Johnsons are necessarily as, you know, bad as the as the Pagulas. The Gabagulas. But jeez. Gabagulas. <laughs> Gabagulas. The Gabagulas. Yeah, here's the thing. You look at the New England Patriots owner, you look at Robert Kraft, as much as I despise that organization, as much as I despise... That freaking flying Elvis logo. I they have a culture there. That team is Robert Kraft's baby. Okay? The the Jets are a hobby to the Johnsons. No matter what, they're making money. Robert Kraft, the Patriots are his baby. Okay, Jack. Jack, listen, you gotta That's calm amazing. down, buddy. Okay? Listen, listen, this is why well, have you ever had a team suck the passion out of Jack, 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 hold Jack, on. Jack, Jack, listen to me. Yes, you're gonna hear it first from me, folks. Yes. I, Mandarly, used to be a Jets fan, and I, Mandarly, decided to stop watching them. And the reason being is because of what this team is doing to fans like Jack. Here is the guy <laughs> whose life is consumed about how horrible this team is. And I said, you know what? We got enough to worry about in our lives. I don't need any negativity. And if this is a pro and this is a team that's gonna put out a product that's not gonna care about its fans, then I'm not gonna care anymore. So I let him go. And you know what? I'm okay. Listen, only way that, the only I, way this culture changes is if Woody is if the Johnsons accidentally hire the right guy, which they might have done in Joe Douglas. Robert Sell, I'm really excited about this guy. Robert Sell, if you could do even a quarter of what Bill Belichick did in in, in New England, I will build, I will put down the first money, first donation for a statue of you, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, Jack. Jack, listen. You need to calm down, buddy. Okay, you're scaring you're scaring our listeners. Okay. They're probably loving it. But calm I'm down. I'm gonna tell you something. Who's mentioned Gino Smith? I'm gonna mention. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna at least like you know calm you down a bit. Okay. Now, talking about Gino Smith. At one point, he did play for the New York Giants. Yeah, remember when right? he broke Eli's consecutive start streak? That was I was great. just gonna say that. <laughs> ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. Face. Making us more than a New York fan. Oh man, who's the worst coach? Wait, ben McAdoo when, or Adam Gates? Remember Gase? when someone broke his face? What? My here's yeah, the thing. Gino, my, oh, yeah, who broke his face? My, my offensive lineman, right? In practice, because he was talking shit. Yeah. He punched Gino in yeah, the face. Yeah. So I I K M Polly. I K M Polly. Oh, his, his name is I.K. and Polly. So. I think yeah, his name is I.K. and Polly. As Alejandro Villanueva when he came outside to uh, stand for National Anthem when the Steelers were in the locker room. Oh, jeez. But let's not get into that. My, <laughs> believe it or not, according to my uh, according to my dad, freaking, he grew up when Rich Kotite was coach of the Jets. And he says, believe it or not, <laughs> Kotite, Kotite was worse. He said that Kotite was a worse coach than Adam Gase. And Kotite guess... was a coach of the Eagles at one point, too. And apparently he had one of the – he had, like, two major collapses with both the Jets and the Eagles, from what I've heard. I'll give like, Kotite like, this. Like, he brought he brought in my boy back here, Wayne Corbett, my favorite football player all time. So. He did. He did. He did do that. But, like, still, he sucked as a coach, so it didn't matter. Yeah. That, oh, that's – it's still irre irredeemable, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my scary. God. I'm just thinking, like, Gino getting his – face broken in preseason <laughs> is just peak jets that, like if you think of gave, a jet story it was just, it was and then ironically enough gave them a chance at the postseason but they just butt fumbled <laughs> it away week 17 in buffalo rex oh, ryan man. 
keeping the Jets out of the playoffs oh. since 2011. And all that to oh say, the Jets in a couple weeks will have the next star out of BYU, Zach Wilson, under center. Just for us to trade him again in another three years. Three years. Well, with that, Jack, let's get a fucking snack. Yeah. Let's go eat a goddamn <laughs> snack. <laughs> yeah, Rex Ryan was good for something. He had some yeah. great one-liners. I'll give Rex Ryan this. He was Pat. He uh, loved yeah, this team, okay? Yeah, yeah, I you're saw gonna blow my eardrums. You're gonna blow my eardrums out, man. <laughs> Come on, let's let's be honest. That's great. That's great content, it's though. Let's quality. be honest. All right, let's land this plane. <laughs> it is quality. All right. No so pun intended because it's the Jets. <laughs> as you can see, everybody, the Sandler no trade has actually left some fans, Jets fans, in quite a conundrum. As you can see with Jack here, um, obviously some people can't wait for the direction that the Jets are going to take, and by can't wait, it's. Uh, just see if they can make things better or, Scott, or make things worse than they already are. Um, well, Dan, Jack, if you I keep adding one day that this season that he can have a calm season where he is not ranting on camera, ranting on the audio feed, ranting in his mic, ranting to friends, family, the, the guy at the supermarket, it's a seven, some random guy game church, yada, yada, yada. I'll tell you what, though, Dan. Be calm and at peace. I'll this. tell you what. That's what I'll I want the Jets to do. I want the Jets for Jack to have a good season enough where Jack is not going to freak himself out. And Jack, I say this with nothing but love and admiration and respect for you. <laughs> but oh my goodness. Easy, buddy. Easy. There's more things to life than football and the Jets. And that's what I learned. Ooh, it's from Sports podcast. You want me to talk like this? You want me to be boring? But listen, I'll tell you this, though. 17-game <laughs> season. I'll consider this a successful season for the Jets if they go, like, 6 and 11, 7 and 10, something like that. I'll oh, consider yeah, that a good step in the right direction. 7 and 10. My thing that's is this. It's so just wrong to say. Oh, it yeah, really it does. doesn't feel right. How'd you finish it really does, but I'll nine. tell you what. But, but but the frustration for me is because we just can't seem to hold on to first round picks, and so let's yeah, just trade you, a, let's, let's the Jets trade a first round picks then every year. Yeah, you but you're supposed it. to develop talent, not trade it away. You know what? No, Dan, no, no. If you put a hot if you put a hot pocket in a microwave and just keep adding time to it again and again. And again, are you going to ever get your food? Yeah. No. So if you keep <laughs> so if you keep drafting young talent, again, if you keep trading young talent, again, and again, and again, and again, are you ever going to build a – Do you know what you get? Are you ever going to build a contender? Yeah. Yeah, get that the skeleton. Guy. Get the skeleton. Jack, uh, Jack, hold on real quick. I, I think Joe Douglas came to the Jets realizing I need to burn this – fucking place to the ground he really and did. i think he successfully did i think he successfully did i'm telling you i think i think and i think robert sal is going to be a good coach at least defensive i can't, I can't I mean, wait for him i can't wait for him you're gonna have a you're gonna have a good defense through him he's gonna want to build his defense and all you have to do is find those pieces for the offense and if you get yeah. zach wilson i mean if this kid mims is actually as good as they say he's going to be i think mims i hate him because he called philadelphia a trash place or whatever the fuck it was fuck him but um yeah, only we can he, call he a looks, trash place fuck you guy yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Corey Corey davis was a good addition um uh, didn't they get a tight end uh they got uh no that was the patriots sorry uh, um they got a tight end didn't they? i don't know they they just look better in general no more no more frank gore I truly Please. believe. No more Frank Gore. I truly, I truly believe that no the Johnsons. Gore, I truly believe that the Johnsons accidentally hired the right guy to be the GM of the team. I trust Joe Douglas. Yeah, I agree. But it's just and still. No Frank, Gore. Frank Gore should be the starting running back until he dies. Okay. Frank he Gore should just join the Buccaneers so he can get a ring. He should just join the Buccaneers so he can get a ring. Just join Tom Brady. Join the Forty Club. Get a ring. It was fun when the Eagles had Frank Gore for like five seconds. Remember that? Like <laughs> a couple years ago, yeah, well, free agency. Like, where was like, like, wasn't that a rumor? Yeah, like he was with. Wasn't the it Eagles a rumor? Like Didn't it not even come true? Seconds. Yeah, it never happened. Uh, oh yeah, imagine, I was like though. so hyped for that, and then we didn't have him. That was when he was good, and then like since then he's well, like he's still serviceable. But the fact that like the Jets were rolling out Frank Gore as their starting running back, I was like, yeah, they're. 
trying to lose. Like, there's not even a thought in my mind. Like, they're going to be upset if they win at this point. And, I, yeah, I do agree. I think Joe Douglas definitely, like, broke some glass the moment they, they beat the Only Rams. Joe Douglas I was watching that think that. I was I on my way home from Connecticut. I, I was listening on the radio, and as soon as Frank Gore got that first down, I was just – I don't even know how to describe how – the. I was never that disappointed after a win. I think I think uh, I think my buddy Sean was too. He he was texting me the whole time. At the end, he was I hate this team. I hate this team so much. I need <laughs> one of my friends said this. I need to divorce my favorite football team. Hey man, that's how I felt about the Eagles in the Chip Kelly era. I was ready to burn to the ground, but then you know, oh. hung on just a little bit longer, and then there was light at the end of the tunnel, and then Super Bowl happened. And now look, we're back into a tragic hellhole with Howie and and Jeff. Yeah. Curry. Yeah, we're back to being angry as shit again. At least Howie Howie and his crew got you a Super Bowl in your lifetime. I am happy for that. I'm going to start yelling like him. I'm going to start yelling like Jack. Do it! it. Join me! Succumb to your feelings. No. No, They're not the topic. No, I was totally ready to not be upset the season after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but then watching Jalen Mills trip over his own dick every other play and Jeff Schwartz couldn't stop a cold, (laughs) like... I wanted to scream. Yeah. So Jim Schwartz. Yeah. The honey. Yeah, no, I, I love. Like I love games. giving up. I love giving up like third and fifteens every goddamn drive. Like, oh wow, we got two sacks in a row. It's third and twenty-one. Why don't we just have the quarterback defense, play on the guys. down line? <laughs> yeah, prevent defense. That always works, especially in the first quarter. Let's yeah, do that, and you know, let them catch the ball fifteen yards. No one can tackle in the secondary. Gotta love it. Gotta love that, you know. Thank God Ronald Darby's not on this team anymore. By the way, I mean he's on the on the Washington, whatever the fuck we call him now. WFT. WFTs. The stupid uh, fucking name. Unreal. That's the whole thing. I don't feel like getting politics. into right now. Yeah. So anyway, let's land our jet plane this here. By we Zach Wilson. Land the jet plane. Oh, I warned you. I was upset. I mean, <laughs> I still don't understand how this team just cannot, dude, for the life of them, to hold on to first round picks. Why did I bring up Calvin Pryor as an example? Not the best example there. Yeah, Williams. Not the best example. I mean, yeah. that was just I was just I'm, trying to name things off the top of my head, and I could have used Sheldon Richardson. That was a much better example. Is he even still in the league, Sheldon Richardson? I honestly don't know, but you make me want to look it up now because, fuck it. Like, let's see. Let's see. I, no, wait, I think he I think he is. Where did he go? Where did he go? I, I remember Where he got he traded go? or at the he's very the least. Browns last year? Hmm. I know at the very least, the Jet, I think the Jets traded him to the Seahawks. I forget if we released him or traded him to Seattle. Right. But... Anyway, we talked. Yeah, he went to the you, Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Browns. Yeah, right. You heard enough about me being upset about the Jets. Let's talk baseball, a sport where yeah, I'm frustrated with my favorite team, but nowhere near on the level as the freaking Jets. But yeah, what do you want to talk about first, Zach? Um, well, I guess the first thing I'll say is Rob Manfred, you fucking suck. I hate you. You're ruining this game. You're terrible at marketing it. You called the trophy a what did he say? A piece of a piece metal? of hardware. I, I think it was like he a piece of hardware. Devalued their, a piece of hardware. Yeah, he basically devalued the the biggest prize in the sport. I mean, like, oh, you suck so much. And and the rule changes. I'm I I think Steve. It would be more fired up about this than I would be. I know he has plenty to say on this, but I agree with some things he says, especially like, you know, I, I read here, we don't see golf changing their rules to cater to a crowd that doesn't seem to give a shit about golf. Exactly. Let's be honest. Like, why why, why do we have to change a game that's been around for over 100 years to cater people because attention spans have dropped so drastically in everyone? I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I'm a huge baseball fan. My attention span has dropped a lot. And and I'll even say this. Watching a game on TV, sometimes it's a, if it's a pitcher's duel, I appreciate it. I love pitcher's duels. It's it's a little slower pace. It's really, it's really hard to get someone who's not fully into it to understand and connect the beauty of the sport. 
and it's all yeah there's just just less action but like not every game can just be a, a 12 to 10 shootout like it's it just gets that would just be ridiculous and also the game people complain about the length of the games if you have a 12 to 10 shootout that game's automatically going four hours there's just non-stop things like happening people putting the ball in play and just people scoring nonstop. There's probably a review here and there. Oh my gosh, just I don't understand why we have to change so many rules to cater to people who probably don't care nearly as much. Like I understand you want to try and bring more people in, but also Rob Manfred has done nothing marketing wise to help the sport. You know, like no one knows who Mike Trout is. I understand that's part of That's a his damn fault. shame. He's, He's kind of a laid back dude. Well, yeah, I mean it makes me think of NASCAR and how NASCAR has changed their playoffs and it, the sport's been even going down even further with ratings and something probably similar things probably happening to baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, like, I I don't know what to do. I I can't, I'm not going to, I I'm trying to offer solutions, but I just don't want them to change the game. The point that it's just not recognizable. I know the rule you hate. I absolutely hate the, 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 the right I, I cannot stand that. That I mean, the oh. good thing is they kind of did like an, an NHL approach with that, where in the sense that like they don't do that in the playoffs. Thank God, because that's if they did that in the playoffs, that's freaking yeah. criminal. And from what, if I oh. remember correctly, the players agreed to this rule. Okay, I get it. You play yeah. a lot of games. Okay, you can't. It'll, it takes a toll on your body. I get that, but honestly, I'd rather the season just be shortened by like a month or a month and a half than have that rule. To be honest with you, yeah, I, 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 hundred sixty-two is a lot of games. I have really thought is. about that. Hundred sixty-two is a lot of games. A good friend of mine. I don't know about a month. I, don't, I mean, I was just thinking, you know, that would take off like thirty games or so. But like a good friend of mine said. You know, one of the reasons these guys take steroids or get into PED troubles is because their bodies deteriorate over the t- over having to play this game so much over the course of nine months, nine or ten months. It is interesting, but that probably is why baseball was so fun in the nineties. I mean, everyone was hitting. <laughs> well, well, yeah, they were ju- right. Mark yeah, they were ju- juicing the balls. The players were juicing themselves. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard they they made the ball more dead this year, actually. But that's also because home runs yeah. were getting kind of out of hand. Everyone's everyone. Justin Verlander was pretty upset about it. Exit velocity now. Yeah, that's a whole another analytic oh, that really? you know. Yeah, I remember Justin Verlander. I think it was the year Pete Alonso got the home run. You know, broke Judge's rookie home run record. Yeah, uh, yeah. Verlander, I yeah. think, went on some kind of tirade that um. The balls are juiced or something along those lines. Dude, all I know is I I am with uh, Steve wholeheartedly here now, and I've 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 I understand people wanting this, but after watching the first couple games, I I don't want the DH. I honestly don't want the DH. If the oh, American yes. League pussies want that, they can keep the DH. But honestly, I loved seeing Zach Wheeler go two for two with two RBIs. I loved seeing that. Uh, and Ian don't Anderson, forget the. Don't forget First, the Japanese I, Babe Ruth. Dude, uh, honestly, like, Shohei Otani is going to show out in the American League if he can do both. Uh, I, I mean, like, that dude hit a piss missile right field, and then he threw 101. Or was it the other way around? He threw 101, and then he exited a ball at 110 or 120 or whatever the fuck it was. Dude hits tanks. I would love to see him just keep. It. I don't. I don't know if it's sustainable, but I really hope it is because then it just goes to prove, like, yeah, pitchers can do this too. Just because a lot of them focus on pitching, most mostly, like put them at the batter's plate. If anything, it's a strategy thing too. You know, in the National yeah. League, it's really it, they come up and you're like, oh, it's an easy out. Well, then you have to pinch hit them. Or what happens if that dude all of a sudden slaps a single down the right field line and there's a guy on first and second? Yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. That's an easy run right there. But everyone's just so in love with home runs. Oh, if you're not going to hit a home run, don't even go up to the plate. That's like you look at the Yankees. It's like, God forbid, someone other than DJ LeMay who hits for contact. But, yeah, baseball purists 
like myself, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be upset if the a- AL was suddenly like, you know what, let's no more DH or whatever. But yeah. yeah, baseball purists are probably thanking the Lord for Otani that he's here, that he could like support oh. the argument, be like, see, we don't need this DH. Yeah. We got guys like him. Yeah. If anything, we need more people like him to to you know show that these guys can do both. I think. I mean, I really hope it's sustainable. It's 162 games. Um, I really hope his arm doesn't blow out. I really hope he doesn't get hurt running the bases or gets hit by a pitch or something. And he did have an injury in his injury. rookie season. He did have an injury his rookie season. I forget what it was though. He was out for a little bit, but I think he came. I think back. he got Tom. I think he got Tommy John, didn't he? Didn't he get I, Tommy John? I thought yeah. sure he got Tommy John. He was definitely out in his rookie year. He, I'm ninety percent sure he came back. I remember being upset that Andujar didn't get the rookie of the year that that year. But yeah, yeah he did see. have Tommy. Yeah, he had. Tommy oh, he did John have Tommy John. So he missed a year. Yeah. So that that definitely like. Let's hope that you know no bad injuries come his way. I don't want injuries to hurt anyone, but especially the guy that's literally revolutionizing the. He's game basically. He's basically saving, you know, the whole hitting pitcher. Dude, he's he's a he's a terminator. It's ridiculous. How does how does he throw 101 and then just crush a 450 yard like oh wow, what is he? He's 64. He's 64. What? What how much does he weigh? What's this guy's measurables? Probably 200 like 20 yeah, pounds. I was gonna say like two hundred twenty pounds of pure muscle, but all right, I was above like I was a little high, but all right. No, that's okay because he's he's he he's yeah. I mean, like he's still fat, isn't he? He's fast as hell too. I mean, like, but it doesn't matter if you're fast. All you need is a good home run trot. Uh, you know, I just I just would rather I like the strategy of it. I understand, and I was even on board a little bit with the whole DH thing, especially last year. It made last year's like shortened season that joke of a season, it made it a little bit more watchable for some people maybe that they wanted to see more hit rather than a bunch of pinch hitting and pitchers come up to the plate and just kind of stand there with the bat on their shoulders. Like I, I hate, I hate pitchers. Like I, can we not have pitchers do that? That sucks so much. There's certain things about the game, man. And it's, and sometimes it's not Rob Manfred and the rules. It's honestly just, I saw the other day Juris Familia. Was it Juris Familia uh, for the Mets when the, they beat the Phillies? They had something called a defensive indifference. Have you ever defensive heard of that, Jack? Indif- if I'm not – yeah, defensive indifference. If I'm not mistaken, that's like if a guy steals second and the catcher just doesn't even attempt to throw him out. He's just like, eh, all right, you can have it. Yeah. Well, they, I, they didn't even do I've that. known about that for years. Dreams familiar. Yeah, I, I know, but, like, I, I, I think I knew about this, but I literally – I was kind of in awe. Like, is this actually what's going on right now? He literally let someone go to second and then to third immediately. Like, there was no stop in between. Like, they got to second, and then he ran to third immediately. So, basically, like, John, like, so basically Johnny Damon, 2009 World Series on that shift, but not – but, you know, it wasn't like a shift or whatever. Yeah, not even. Like, Jerry's Familia was holding the ball and, like, just... Yeah, he knew Like he knew it. Like, he kind of knew it. I mean, I know they were winning by four at that point. But, like, come on, dude. Wow. I mean, the Mets were probably thinking Pitcher, it wasn't Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Ed Luce Diaz. But, but, you know, maybe we could we could probably use that to segue into our... Next topic regarding this game that I love, but the seems like small balls. I feel like small balls dying. Everyone's so in love with home runs, and yeah, no, we wh- don't need it, man. Yeah, I'm watching the Yankees play the Orioles right now. It's April seventh, the time of this recording. They're down two one. Yeah, Stan just swung three zero and just fouled this ball off. Thankfully, it didn't pop out, but. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, like I said, told you before. God forbid anyone on this team try to hit for contact. And as I said, that Stanton just got a single. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah, he's the he's the he's the main culprit of that man. Yeah, he, he is, just. I think he heard me. It's like God, this guy can't do anything except hit home runs, hit single. Okay, we need more of that. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, hey, we need more people getting on. You know. And, yeah, you need more I guys like, getting um, on. You need more. You need more guys like hitting. You know, just hitting for contact, getting on base. You know, bunting, stealing, sacrifices. Like, you need more of that. Like, like my old man told what, me. Um, my old man told me in '98 how that Yankee team. They don't get me wrong. They hit a lot of home runs, but they really knew how to freaking play the the small ball game so well. And like that, I could say the yeah. same thing about the 2018 Red Sox. Like the, they hit a lot of freaking home runs, but when they got runners on base, they knew how to freaking work it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, honestly, something I'm really proud of the Phillies for this year is it looks like, as of right now, I mean they're playing kind of small ballish. Uh, uh, I know Alec Bohm, a name everyone should watch out for if you watch baseball. He is a tall dude. He's third. Uh, he's got some power, but it's not that that we're wor- that you should be worried about. It's the fact that last year in a shortened season he hit three thirty eight. He was in the rookie for a year, rookie of the year running. He's a candidate, wow. and so far this year he's not doing too bad. And today he hit a bomb uh, to to left center field, more centerish. He's he's a small ball guy. Just get on base. That's all you need to do. Just pile up some hits and then you know if someone can crack one over the fence got more runs that way uh i think and bryce harper dropped down a bunt like get the fuck out of here you're not stopping that yeah if i'm shifts to the right yeah if everyone shifts on me i'm bunting to the other side every time eventually they'll stop doing that yeah it reminds me of cook do you remember sean figgins he played for the angels Yes, yes, very fast yeah in 2008 i think it was he had a quote that said like Home runs are good, but at the same time, they're rally killers because, okay, you get the run or runs if there's people on, but now the bases are empty again. It's yeah. a fair way of looking at it. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like you have to restart the run. Yeah, I remember, I think it was 2006 or 2007, Derek Jeter didn't hit a home run until, like, early May, and, you know, they interviewed him after the game because they won. They were like, so how's it feel to hit a home run, Derek? And Derek's just like, uh, I'm... It's more of an accident if I hit a home run. Like, I'm just trying to get on base, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Derek Jeter is definitely more of a contact hitter, and that's what made him so great. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's fitting It's fitting that I hate the Yankees, but it's fitting that his uh, his final at-bat was a game-winning walk-off hit. Like, his, you know, his, sig- just, his signature Jeterian swing. It was just, it was just, <laughs> it was, it was poetic. It was honestly beautiful. It's cool, it's cool seeing stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it really is. Oh. All right, before- you should watch the first round of the NFL draft because that is always an absolute banger. And also, so many surprises happen that it, it just gets it, it just gets. I feel like I feel like the Eagles are going to make me mad, and and if we have me and Steve, it's going to be a fantastic reaction because I feel I feel like they're setting us up to be angry. I I feel like Eagles fans don't need that. Like we're already angry. Yeah, now, it's gonna say they're you guys setting ha- us up to get angry. You don't need to build another jail in your stadium. But dude, yeah, I, I, dude, I, I, we're, that's so old. But at the same time, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I guess it's Zach Wilson for the Jets. But yeah, it's all, the draft. <laughs> first round of the draft is April 29th. Happy birthday to me. So yeah, I'd be I'd be totally down for that. And stuff yeah yeah let's make it a party bro <laughs> i have the same birthday as dale earnhardt senior and uh jerry seinfeld that explains why i'm so hilarious my fiance just heard that and was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> jerry seinfeld oh my god all right it's hilarious anyway i think that's gonna wrap it up anything else you want to add zach um fuck the giants and fuck the Cowboys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. Is that how I'm going to... I, I should just sign out every show like that because that's just how I always feel. When, when people are like, what's your first thought on sports? Fuck the Giants. Fuck the Cowboys. Well, they'd hear that and be like, oh, he's... Like, if they didn't know about you, like, first seeing you, then they hear that, and they'll, you, they'll be like, oh, he's a Philly guy. So, all right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, anyway... For those of you who listened, thank you much, very much for tuning in.
Be sure to subscribe to us on all our platforms. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and leave a like. This is Lonnie alongside Zach Daniels. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Peace out.